you haven't been around or you're just coming online now to listen, we've got a little challenge to think of 101 things. There is no lim limits. It doesn't have to, you can't, don't have to figure out how it would be happening. It's just 101 things you want to do, experience, go, people you want to meet, things you feel God wants you to do, places you want to visit, just whatever. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It's just what's in your heart, things you think about and go, oh, that'd be nice. It's like before you go to be with Jesus permanently in heaven, it's like what do you want to do? What do you want to see? What do you want to eat? What do you want to just live? Um, 101 things. So that is my challenge. And when you've got that 101 things, then it's to um, write down the top 10 for the next 12 to 18 months that you want to see happen. So for the next 12 to 18 months, what, what is the thing? And that was a 30-day challenge because it was the start of December last week. You can jump on still. There is no cut-off date. But for 30 days, write your top 10 goals once a day and write them in the present tense. So I am such and such weight. I am, you know whatever. It's like write it in the present tense because otherwise it's I will be doing this and it will can never happen. So it's like I am this. You know, that's what it says. The word says I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am prosperous because Jesus bore all my poverty. You know, like I am. You speak those things that are not as though they are. That's how God works. He spoke things that are not as though they are. He called things that were not even existent into existence by speaking them in the present tense. So next 30 days, top 10 goals once a day, write them in the present tense, write them down and speak them out each day without looking back of what you've written them before. So once you get to about day three and then once you're doing that, don't look back at what you've written the day before because then what's really burning in your heart, that sort of thing. So don't worry if you can't get to 10 after day three and go, oh, what was that? Because it really probably isn't the things you really want to see happen in the next 12 to 18 months. It's by focus and really clarity that these things happen. So make the, you know, God's word in Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. So we want to be able to make it really, really plain. We want 2020, it's clear vision clear vision in front of us that we know what we're running into we know what's on our heart we know what God's put there he says that he'll grant you the desires of your heart as we delight in him so this is God's way of doing things it's in the word so that's what we're jumping on it's something that the Lord's been really speaking and challenging Philip and I on and where we have done it in our life it has worked where we've kind of just walked past and gone oh yeah that's right we haven't seen that come to pass yet, but where we've really focused in and started to speak and see and visualise and declare it, those things have come to pass in our life. So I really, really want to encourage you, and this is the next step, because clarity produces results. Yeah? Clarity produces results. So I'm going to pray. I can feel Holy Spirit moving on this already. So, Father, I just thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We just ascend up into heavenly places. We lay aside the weights of the week, even this morning. Lord, we want to focus upon you. We want to have clarity of vision. We want to see and hear what you're releasing from heaven over our life, that we're not pushing up, but that we're releasing from heavenly places because we're seated there already. Lord, I pray that you would lift us up above our circumstances, that you would give us heavenly perspective about our life, about our call, about our destiny in you. Lord, that you would ignite a flame in our belly, in our hearts, Lord, and just bring clarity and vision to our minds, I pray this morning. That everybody listening, Lord, that there would just be a 
just shutters coming off our eyes, Lord, where we haven't been able to see clearly, Lord, I pray, clear vision, Lord, a clarity in our heart and our mind and our spirits. Where there's been a murkiness and a cloudiness, I just speak that to be gone in the name of Jesus and that we would know what we're running into in this new year, Lord, that there would be a fresh fire in our hearts, Lord, and a spring in our steps, Lord, that we would run and not grow weary, that we'd be walking and not be faint, Lord. I pray that you would lift us up, that we claim your word, that those who wait upon the Lord will rise on wings like eagles, Lord, that we would rise up in this new year, that we would be running before the, even, the, even before um, the new year passes into being 2020, Lord, because it's, we're not held by times and seasons, but we are governed by heaven. So I speak that today over everybody that is listening, and we will listen to this in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Are you all right? Are you ready? All right, so this morning I want to talk about making a vision board. Now, this is not like, you know, oh, yeah, you put something on the wall and, oh, that looks pretty and you walk past it and you never think about it again. This is actually making a very, very clear what you are heading into. And this is scriptural. It's God's way of doing things. He makes it very clear. He says, write down the vision. Make it clear in front of you that you might run with it. Okay, so a vision board is we frame, we're framing up our future. Now, we do this in the spirit. I've framed these things up in the spirit. You know, Lord, I really can see. I want you to see what heaven wants to do. And I start to speak and visualize and frame things up that I want God, I can see God wants to do. And they've happened. It's like the lady that um, had the breasts grow back in the meetings when Charlie Shamp was here. I'd been framing that up for months. I'd heard that it happened somewhere else in the world. And I said, Lord, I want that. And I just started to keep on speaking it. I framed it up. I started to picture it. And sure enough, that's what happened. I actually spoke to the woman that it happened to in a meeting when Charlie Shant was here because it was like my faith went out to frame it up. Now, we all frame our past by displaying it on photographs and, you know, you know you've got the your things on your phone of all the things that have happened of what we've previously done and accomplished. But a vision board is an opportunity to put what we want to see happen. Not what's happened before. We all can do that. But what we see and visualise that God wants to have happen in our life in the future. Because that, that is like something else. It's not the past we remember. That's what photographs are for. But a vision board is what we see happening. What do we see happening? So we are literally framing our future before it happens. Is that exciting? I get excited with the thought of that. We're literally framing up our future before it happens and putting it before us that we might run with it. So a vision board is a collection of images and symbols, a visual representation of our personal dreams and goals. It's a useful tool to keep us motivated. So it's literally a visual reminder every day as you walk past, as you look at your phone, wherever you put it that you might remember. You know, you've got lots of apps now that you can have vision boards on. Um, this one... This is what Philip and I have bought and we're going to do this. We're just still framing it up because it takes time to actually get very clear with clarity what you feel God is saying. But this is what it is. It's just a pin board and um, you can get it for like $7 at Officeworks, Kmart, whatever. So it's like just a pin board and on there we're going to have what we are visualising and seeing for 20, the next 12 to 18 months. So it's a simple thing. It doesn't have to be. It can be as simple or as elaborate as fancy as you want it, but it's literally just a board that you are going to put your vision on. So you're going to frame up your future, framing up your future and doing it with clarity. So it's a useful tool to keep us motivated to achieve it. As we watch our dreams come about one by one, what's it going to do? 
It's going to spur you on to believe for the next thing. And on that board, have a big fat dream, a really big, I remember somebody saying a big hairy goal. It's like a big, yeah, audacious big goal. It's like have something that is going to push you, that is going to make you have to have faith for it. You know, like there's some things that's like, oh, I like this to happen and you know that it's going to be an easy one and they're good to have. But have one at least goal on your vision board, a dream that is like, this is going to take some faith. This is going to take mountain moving faith to have because we need to have things in front of us because otherwise, you know, I've read about people who have started to do this and in 30 days they've achieved everything. So you want to have a big one in there that just like burns on the inside. Oh, that'd be awesome. And to put that up there because that's what our faith should be ever increasing. Amen. So have a big, hairy, audacious goal on there as well. Um, so it's a useful tool to keep us motivated. So one by one, when they happen, you're like, yes, and I want to hear about it. Stick it up, you know, put it all over Facebook. Yes, you know, and like encourage one another, spur one another on. Because this is what, you know, this is what, why we come together, why we talk, why we message each other is so we can spur one another on from faith to faith, that we would energise our faith. Because this is a faith thing. That is, this is not just in the natural. This is going to take supernatural ability and the grace of God on it to see it come to pass. Amen? But clarity produces results. So most people see in pictures. We see with words. You know, you see a word, but most of the time we see a picture. Think of the car or house or something that you want. You see, you see it. You don't see C-A-R in big letters, do you? In your head? Do you? <laughs> what do you see? You see a picture of the car. You see a picture. You see a colour. Yeah, you see, you see the house you wanted, you see the family you wanted, you see the man or woman you want, you know, like you see, you see what it is. You, see, you have a visual picture of, oh, I love that, and bang, the holiday place you want to go. What do you see? You see it in a picture, don't you? You don't see holiday in words. Who does? Does anybody see that? I don't. It's like you actually see, even like my one word for this year was creativity. I didn't see the word creativity. I would see pictures of all the creative things. When I closed my eyes, I'd see like colour and pictures and paintings and drawings and all the things that have been in my, that I visualised. That's what I saw. I didn't see the words. When I wanted a new car, I didn't see C-A-R. I saw a picture of the car I wanted. Yeah? So that's why vision boards are really a collection of the images that you already are visualising because if you put those on paper, find them, find something that triggers that in you, that's what you're going to keep in front of you. Yeah? So you see, a, you see in your mind and your mind responds strongly to visual stimulation and your goals and dreams and pictures. So it's important that you put your dreams before you because it triggers and it triggers and stimulates your mind. And when your mind is stimulated, it brings your thoughts into line with what you're running towards, brings your emotions, it brings your prayer life, it brings your words all in to the same place. And that's why it's so important that we visualise. So a strong visual stimulation and brings your goals and dreams into picture life. Did you get that? That's why it's so important to visualise and have it. This is a God-given concept. I've talked about Abraham before. What did God do? He took him out of his tent told him to look up at the stars and he said, look at those stars, your descendants will be as many as the stars in the heavens. He'd look, and then, so he'd have something to visualise in the day. He said, look at the sand before you. 
And he said, that is how many descendants. The grains of sand, that's how many descendants you will have. So this is a God concept. In Genesis chapter 30 and 31, you read about Jacob, how he cut the trees. You know, um, Laban, his father-in-law, he, he, was, he wanted to go back home. And his, and his father-in-law was like, yeah, well, you've been working for me. And he had no flocks or anything like that to take with him. So he was going to be going home empty-handed. So he did a deal with Laban. I'll have all the speckled and spotted sheep. Now, that's a recessive gene. And he, Laban's like, all right, good oh, I'm going to actually keep all the flocks. He, was, so he wasn't a really honest man. And um, so Jacob said, all right, then. God gave him the idea. Put before the sheep and the goats when they go down to be to the watering place. Take little notches out of these popular poles so that they would see when they went to drink um, little flecks, speckled and spotted flecks. So the sheep and the goats saw it. Jacob saw it, and between them all, they reckon um, that seventy. He took seventy-five percent of the flock went to Jacob because all the sheep had speckled and spotted lambs. Yeah, so it works. This is a God-given concept of put before you what you're believing for. Stick it in front of your sheep and your goats. They get it. If a cow or a goat can get it, so can we. <laughs> you know, he stuck it every time they went to drink. So if the cow and the goat, the livestock can get it, I'm pretty sure we can get this. Yes? Because that is a recessive gene. That was a supernatural event that happened that God worked out in the natural. I think that's pretty cool. I always get. There's actually, I think it's near the olive factory in Bustleton or down south. You actually can drive down and they have all these speckled um, the gum trees have all got their trunks looking like that. And it always reminds me of that story of always speckled and spotted that. If you put before you what you have in your heart and the desire and what God has for you, stick it before you and this works. It's actually a God-given concept and principle. So Jacob walked away with nearly 70% of the livestock because of that strategy. What they saw is what they produced. Clarity brings results. So look for items that inspire you for your vision board. Are you getting excited yet? Yes. Okay, look for items that inspire you. Your 10 top things out of your 101 things. If you're thinking, I haven't got time for 101 things, then just sit down with Jesus and go, all right. What can I believe for? What is a dream in my heart? What would I really like to see happen? Because the desires in our heart, the things that we love, the things that we enjoy, they're God-given. It says if they're good, if they're true, if there's something you want to shout about, that's God has put that dream in your heart for you to do, for those desires, for those just things you want to enjoy, that you want to experience. He's put it there. You know, it's not like it has to be some big spiritual thing. He says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What's going to give you abundant life? Zoe life, the God kind of life. That's what we're here because when we glorify and, you know, like just a joyful, we glorify God. When we are inspiring to be around, we glorify him. When we're happy and like got a zest in our step and let's go, we glorify him by our life. People go, what's she having? I want that. Yeah? That's what it is. That's how we glorify God. That's how we shine for him. So it's like this is a God thing that he wants for us. So what is it that you enjoy? It doesn't have, don't spiritualize that. That's religious nonsense. Okay? We have so much weight from that, especially if you've been in church more than 10 minutes. You have so much weight of that. It's like what do you enjoy? What brings you joy? Because that is God-given. That is God-given. So look for items that inspire you. Make your SMART goals. You know that it be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timed. 
SMART goals. Yeah, Google it. It comes up all over the place. We'll ask Philip. He has it in his brain all the time. But make SMART goals in pictures, all right? And at 12 to 18 months, all right, keep it as neat as possible. So once you start to put it on your board, all right, then keep it as neat as possible. You can number it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And when they start, and you know, it can be, you know, you want to, I've been talking to somebody and they want to win an award. So I've got, all right, put, put that, find a picture of that, put it on your board, put 2020 winner of this award and stick it on your board. You know, you might want to um, save $5,000. Print out, get a mon- no, I don't think Monopoly goes up to 5000 Add an extra zero on Monopoly money you know, <laughs> and stick it on your board and put a date. You know, like, it's like, if you're in debt, put it on the board. This is how much I want to pay off. Like, make it specific. Make it clear. You know, if you want, there's nobody in the room, I think, having babies. But if you're listening online, it's like, if you want a baby, husband first, wife first, but, you know, <laughs> clarify. <laughs> make your vision clear. Clarity brings, you know, specific. Um, it's like, um, put, it, put it there. Put it on Put it on your board, what it is. Make it clear. This is, doesn't have to be seen by everybody else. You know, don't cast your pearls or swine. You know, just keep it. Keep it safe. Keep it somewhere where, where there's the people around you that know you and love you can go, yes, come on. But don't put it out, you know, like stick it all over Facebook because for sure somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, and, you know, poo-hoo it. Yeah, or if you invite your date home. <laughs> Dating advice. <laughs> You'll scare them off. <laughs> but if you're wanting a, if you're listening, if you're wanting a husband and a wife, then put it on your vision board. Just put it in your room. But um, it's like, say what you want. You know, when I, before I met Philip, I made a list. I made a list of what I wanted. He's it. Yeah? No, I can't get upset. I asked for it. <laughs> It's like I made a list. So it's okay. God wants it. It says clarity brings results. But we have to be focused. So if that's what you want, put it on your board. Pray with it. We'll believe with you. Yeah, we'll believe with you. It's like, so look for items that inspire you. That's going to be funny now. But anyway, look for items that inspire you. You Leave that up to you and Jesus. Um, I will just say what you want when you're looking for a partner, you make sure that you are working on you too. Yeah, if you want somebody buff and fit and toned, then make sure you are as well. You know, if you want somebody loving and patient, then make sure that you're working on those things too. That was that just my little partner tip. Um, <coughs> keep it as neat as possible. Arrange your photos and goals in an order that appeals to you. Too many items on the board can make it difficult for you to stay focused. So have it organised. Don't just have, you know, throw it on there like some people, I know, <laughs> throw Christmas decorations on the tree. But have it a little bit ordered. Have it, have it ordered so that you can see. You have to be able to see it clearly. Clarity brings results. So you can number them. Um, you can have one for your personal dreams and you can have one for your business or your work. So keep those separate. Sometimes they can get a bit muddied up otherwise. So if you've got like, you know, 10 goals you want for your business or your ministry or something like that, then put that on one board and keep your personal dreams on the other if, that, if you need to do that to make it clear. So you can have one at work in your office or your workshop or whatever and one at home wherever you, you see it regularly or on your phone. So keep, if that helps, keep them separate. Um, it's important to see it because the mind has a miraculous ability to figure out ways of achieving what it thinks about most. 
keep it in front of you. So the mind, our mind, because it's God-given, is an amazing instrument to make things happen. And what you think about most is what it's going to try and achieve most. Yeah, what we are thinking about most. That's why it says, what are you beholding? Second Corinthians 3, 18 says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. So we are transformed into the same image as what? What we're beholding. That's why it says to spend time with Jesus every day. We behold him, we behold his word, we behold who he is. What are you going to become like? Who are you going to become like? Him. So what are you constantly looking at? That's what you will become. What you're constantly thinking about, the words in your heart and your mind, that is what you'll become. It's why it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might know the good and perfect will of the Lord. Yeah, so what are you beholding? And if we need to focus and make things clear instead of listening to all the negative stuff, because there's so much out there that is negative. There's so many of our own fears can cloud our view that we, we've got to go, right, what am I looking at? What am I thinking about? And doing this makes it so that we're looking at what are good things, looking at the future instead of thinking and worrying about what might come, what ifs. We don't work in what ifs, we work in who he is and what he promises. All right, so what are you, you are transformed into the same image as what you look at. Joshua 1.8 says to behold the word of God. Do not let the word depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Why? Because what you behold, you become. All through the word, you'll see this. So vision of what God has for you and your future needs to be meditated on day and night. First thing you see in the morning, last thing you see at night. Philip is very sneaky. He bought me this Monet picture because he was like, she needs to paint more. And he stuck it right at the foot of our bed. It's the first thing I see in the morning. It's the last thing I see at night. What am I doing now? See, he knows, he knows how this works. It's like what you have in front of you all the time is what you become. What are you beholding? And it stirs something up. And God gets it and he goes, come on. It's like, what are you beholding? The word meditate is defined as thinking deeply or focusing one's mind for a period, engaging in reflection. Reflection is something means mirroring back an image. You could say the images you think on deeply, focus on and engage in a reflection of showing you who you truly, really are and want to be. So it's like when we look at something, it's going to mirror back at us and we're going to become that. Yeah, it's why it's so important that we think good thoughts about ourselves because otherwise when we look in the mirror, what do we see? All the things we don't like. Yeah, whereas we're focusing on the good points, that's what we, we, we build into those things. That's why it's so important that we're speaking good things about ourselves, but we're holding who God sees we are because what you behold is what you become. So it works, it works across every part of our life. So make it clear what you want to focus on. Clarity brings results. And as I said, Abraham and Jacob, if you want to have a scripture, if somebody goes, oh, that's just been worldly, throw them Abraham and Jacob because it worked for them, it'll work for us. Um, it produces results. What would happen if you continually beheld the images of what you want produced in your life? What do you think would happen if you actually put it up? Has anybody done this? Yeah? You've done it. It's like Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, what you think about, you bring about. 
What you think about, you bring about. Amen? So what are you beholding? What are you looking at? And if you don't like what you're looking at, then change it. You know? If you don't like what you've been beholding, what you're looking at, and you're going, I'm not getting the results I want, look at what and examine what you've been looking at. What are you focusing on? You know? What are you focusing on? You need to see images of how your life can look. What is God saying it can look like? Not what we're not. He speaks those things that are not as though they are. He speaks those things that are not as though they are. So stop looking at what is in front of us and think about what it could be. What is something you do want to have happen? Because it's easy to look at all the negative. I'm a melancholy. I can tell you 10 things right now. But it's like, what is it that you, you know, like what is it that you want your life to look like now, five years from now? Because that will actually dictate what you start to do today. Dodie Austin, that's Joel Austin's mum. I don't know if many of you know her story. She had cancer. She, it was terminal. She wasn't given very much chance of living at all, I don't think. And you know what she did? Even though physically and the natural, her body was starting to shrivel up with cancer, you know what she did? She knew this principle of what you behold is what you become. So she found all these photos of herself healthy and well. And she put them all up around her house. And then she just got the word of God and she just spoke it. And every time she looked, and she didn't see herself as this shriveled up lady with cancer. She saw a healthy, well woman who was cancer free. And that's what she became. She was radically, miraculously healed and has been healed for years and years, over 20, 30 years now. Right? What you behold is what you become. If you see yourself as sick, broken, poor, lacking, what will you become? That is what you'll become. If you see yourself as overcoming, as prosperous, as patient, as kind, as loving, as a, you know, like, yes, I'm going to run and keep on running and win my race, that is what you'll become. Put the image of who you want to become, who God says you are already. This isn't like, you know, just airy-fairy stuff. God says that we're winners, that we're overcomers, that we're healed, that we're prosperous, that we're delivered. He says all those things in his word. They're the promise of his word. A yes and amen. Jesus died to give us those things. And he says that you would have no lack. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have no want, no lack in him. He says that he'll make us lie down in green pastures, that he'll lead us beside quiet waters. That's his, pre his presence and his promise to us. And say, he has a purpose. I know the plans I have for you to give you a hope and a future, not for harm or evil. Where does that come from, that harm and evil whispering? That comes from the devil and his stinking thinking. God says, behold what I say about you. Put it in front of you what I say about you, that you have a hope, that you have a future, that you have long life, that you are healed, that you are prosperous, that you do overcome, that you're not broken, that you're not defeated, that you're not a victim. Amen. Come on. This is what God says. What you behold, what you become. And when we make it clear what God says about us and the dreams and the destiny that he has placed in our heart, even if you have to sit and just pull a whole lot of stuff out till you get to it, because it's there. It's been there. He's written every day of our life is in his book. Even if stuff has come against us, you are still here and you still have a purpose. You still have a destiny. And some of you have not even latched onto it yet. God's been working. And the enemy may have come and tried to undermine and underwrite it, but you're still here, so you still have things to do. Amen. I think I was thinking about Smith Wigglesworth this morning. I think he was 60 years old, 
before he even started his ministry. He's one of the greatest revivalists of last century. Amazing man. I think he raised seven people from the dead. Awesome, awesome man. You can read about his history. He was 60 years old before he even did a thing. Yeah? And I mean, I read out a couple of weeks ago of all the things. Age is no dictation to what we can do. If you're still living, if you're still breathing, if you're listening to me online, God has a purpose and a plan for you and he's not done yet. And he wants us to be clear because clarity brings results. Vision will bring purpose. Vision will make you decide, I'm going to let go of that. I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm not going to slip into that because I'm running this way. Without a vision, we wander aimlessly. With the vision, we know where we're running and we will achieve it. Amen. I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know about you. Visualize yourself already attaining your dreams. You know, the Lord actually, this is the cool thing about when we know how to ascend and sit in heaven and to sit with the Lord, is he'll show us things to come. It says that he'll show us things to come. That's, his, that's what he'll do with us. He speaks those things that are not as though they are. You know, and we were, um, before we even went to the States a couple of years ago, I was sitting in, in um, it, was, it was a dance concert, I think, for the kids, and they're actually doing Around the World. That was the theme of the um, so God's sneaky. He just like he doesn't miss any opportunity. If you're listening out, and he, I just only said close your eyes, and I just closed my eyes for probably a couple of minutes. And in that time, I was taken in the spirit to a street in Washington D.C. I was standing there with with Philip and the kids with me, and we we're laughing and we we're happy, and we we're in the states. And then bang, I was back in the auditorium in Perth, and I was like, oh. And he said, you're going to the states. He stuck a vision. I could smell it. I could feel it. I could almost taste it. I could see everybody who was around me and I knew where I had been. And he says, that's where you're going. See, God works in visualisation. He showed me things to come so I could stick it in front of me. Now, in that time, Philip's job was a bit all over the place. We're like, how are we going to go there? The amount of times I went, nah, this is maybe not going to happen. And God said, I told you, you're going to the States. I told you you're going to stay. So we boarded the plane and sometimes it was just a step of faith when we would find a place to stay. But every point along the way, we st stayed with people that knew him except for one place where God was showing me something. It was like every place people looked after us, they cooked us meals, they gave us free nights, they gave us nights for a quarter of the price. We just had an amazing, amazing God-ordained time because God showed me beforehand, 18 months before, where he wanted us to go. When God speaks, he'll show you a vision. If you're listening, it might be in a dream. So don't tell me, don't speak out, I don't see things, because you're shutting off that avenue for God to speak to you. Say, Lord, I thank you that I see. I thank you that I hear. That I thank you that I have revelation knowledge, that the eyes of my heart will be enlightened. Ephesians said that the eyes of your heart be enlightened to be able to see. Okay? Because visualize yourself already attaining your dreams because it works. I just kept that in front of me and sure enough, that's where we were. Washington, D.C., on the street. We saw everything in Washington. It was amazing. I was reading this book and I was like, oh, I've been here. Oh, we've been there too. I was in one of Isaac's school books, which is an American book, and they were mapping out things in Washington, D.C. And he's going, Mum, we've been there. Oh, we've been there too. Oh, we've walked that street. And I'm like, uh-huh, we have because God spoke it. And it was in my heart, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. I want to stand and I wanted to hear Niagara Falls and see it. And sure enough, that's what we did. God uses visualisation. It is simply using the imagination through pictures or mental imagery. We can harness that ability to create a vision of what we want in our lives. God has given it. It is a gift he has given. An enemy tries to bring it in. 
and bring in all his stuff and half the time what we see on the television, that's him bringing in his imagery. You know, the rubbish that was sometimes on there. And it's like, use it for what God wants you to imagine about your life. What can you imagine today? Close your eyes and what can you imagine that your life could be? You know that song, what is it? Um, can you imagine? No, but it's like, yeah, no, it's this kid's movie with, yeah, dream a dream. Or anyway, it's like, it's like, Beck sings it sometimes. It's like, it's like what you can imagine, the life that you can imagine. Because if it bubbles up on the inside of you, the life you can imagine, that's what God wants. Yeah, a million dreams are keeping me awake. <laughs> a million dreams. Thank you, Christy. Got there eventually. A million dreams. And sometimes, you know, like the devil is a dream thief. He is a stinking, stinking dream thief. And the God is a God of a giver of dreams. So it's like if you've had your dreams, if you have had your ability to visualize and see, and it's like you can just you start to do it and you feel your heart go, that's the devil. He's the dream thief. He's the one that steals our dreams, that squishes us, that beats us about, that makes us afraid to dream anymore. So allow God into that space to heal it because God wants to give you clarity so that you can see results. And the enemy knows it and he is scared. He is scared of you hearing this today. He does not want you to hear this today, but I'm saying listen up because the devil is a dream thief and God is a giver of dreams. He is a giver of vision. And I know sometimes it hurts when we've wanted something for so long and it hasn't happened. I say, do not give up. Don't quit. Put it in front of you. Clarity bring results. If you're wanting a husband, if you're wanting a wife, if you're wanting children, if you're listening and you're thinking, this hurts to hear this, just stick it in front of you and start to speak it and do exactly what God tells you to do. If you're wanting a new home, if you're wanting that trip, you're wanting to be out of debt, you're wanting to be healed, put it in front of you because that is God's will. All of that is in his word. All of that is in his word, that he wants to bless us as children, that he wants us to be together, that, you know, two are better than one. You know, everywhere, find a verse and grab hold of it. That's God's will. You know, he doesn't put desires in our heart just to be mean. He doesn't put things in our heart just to be mean and beat us about. It's like the enemy, he is the thief. God is a giver of dreams and he'll help us fulfill them. So this week, I want you to schedule in some time to get alone with God. I know it's a busy time of the week, but, year, but just say, God, I'm going to just schedule in some time. Give me, help me to have some time. The amount of time we waste doing other things, just have a look. Schedule in some time alone. Close your eyes and see yourself attaining every dream God has put in your heart. Those 10 things from last week. Just visualize. Take the time to dream. You know, often we're told, oh, you're just a dreamer. And it's seen as you're ridiculed. It's, it, that's, that's the world system. How many times your kids are told off for be daydreaming? That's the world tells us off for daydreaming. And, and it's like, but it's actually so important. One of the things successful people do, all the top successful people do, is they take time to think. They actually take time out of their week, even if it's just 20 minutes, just to think. Because as they think, they reflect and they dream and they visualize and then they make a plan and God gives them strategies or they come up with strategies. If you don't give any time to think and dream, you're never gonna, you're just gonna be running, but never going anywhere. Just running, but not going anywhere. Clarity brings results. So take some time out, get alone, visualize yourself 
Ask the Lord to just reveal stuff to you. He'll help you in this. Come up above your circumstances. Don't just go, oh, that can never happen. Don't let that come out of your mouth. Anything that is can't, won't, zip it. You hear yourself saying, I can't, oh, that'll never happen. That's not from Jesus. Just zip it. Get the vacuum cleaner out. (laughs) Put your machinery on. Zip. Just zip it. It's amazing how much we say that's just become a habit that is shutting down our dreams and any aspirations. Amazing how much stuff we let out of our mouth. So we're going to talk about that in the next couple of weeks. But this week, this is what I want you to do. Schedule them some time alone with God. Close your eyes and see yourself attaining every dream God has put in your heart. Clearly see the outcome you desire. When I say see the outcome, I literally mean imagine your dreams as clearly and with as much detail as possible. What are you wearing? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Who's with you? What are you? Just really, really specific. Allow yourself to dream. If you know, look through and start to get the things to put on your vision board. You know, the place you want to go and see. The sort of person you want to meet. You know, like put it up in words if you need to so you can visualise it. How much you want to pay off your debt, how much you want to save, where you want to go. All right, 10 top things, do the 30-day challenge, write them down, speak them out, stick them on and start to collect the things to put on your board to make it clear because clarity brings results and we're framing up, literally framing up the next 12 to 18 months on our vision boards. Can we do that? we do that? All right, let's pray. I'm going to pray a blessing. And we're going to do this this year, 2020 vision. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the instructions, Lord, and just the example of others like Abraham and Jacob. Lord, I thank you that you give us all visions and dreams, that you are the giver of dreams. And so we come against every plan of the enemy to rob and steal from us in the name of Jesus. Lord, where we have been stolen from before, Lord, I pray that you would reignite those dreams, reignite those goals and visions, those desires in our heart. Lord, I pray healing of our hearts and emotions where we may have been disappointed and beaten about by the things of the past. Lord, I pray healing and release and freshness to come into our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we would have clarity because clarity brings results. I pray a blessing on every person here that your hand would be upon them, that you would bless us indeed, Lord, that you would extend our territory, that you would keep us from all evil and harm, Lord, and that you would reignite dreams and visions in our heart, Lord. I speak health and wellness and freedom and provision, Lord, that we would be excited about the years ahead. Lord, that we're never too old to dream another dream. And Lord, that you would release that to us. If we're blocking it in our conscious, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you release it to us in our sleep. Lord, that you release it to us so we cannot block it. I pray in Jesus' name. I release visions and dreams and goals afresh and that they would come to pass. I pray in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen. Bless you online. We'll catch you next week. Have fun visioning and making your boards. And uh, send us an email, send us a text, put it up. We'd love to see what's going on.